0: Brothers and sisters, the world over, I greet you in the name of Yahweh, the father of our master and savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. Today's word is going to be very, very deep and very interesting. The Mark of the Beast, part one, identifying the beast. You see, the devil, my brother and my sister, does not want you to listen to this podcast. He will find all sort of excuses why you should not listen to it. He will find fault with the preacher. He will find fault with the religion. He will find fault with the scripture. But my brother and my sister, I must let you know also that you have got to pray before you listen to this podcast. And I also want you to read Revelation chapter 13 and chapter 14 and pray for Yahweh's Holy Spirit guidance. It is one of the most misinterpreted prophecies in the Bible. Yet it is so very important you to understand it. In studying the Mark of the Beast, I must address some very sensitive issues. I will name names of people and specific organizations. This is not a popular thing for me to do, but I must be firm because Yahweh loves his people and he wants them to know the truth. This message is not from me. It is not from Proclaim Gospel. It comes from Yeshua himself. And with eternal death facing those who receive the mark, the plagues, and all of that, it would be wrong for me not to help him deliver this message. So we will get back to the word after this. You're listening to Proclaim Gospel, coming to you from Tartola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. The topic today is the mark of the beast, identifying the beast. Now we learned from the podcast on He Who Dares to Oppose Yeshua, which was about the Antichrist, that there is a terrible conflict in progress between Yahweh and Satan. And this has been raging on for the centuries. Lucifer was heaven's most powerful angel and he rebelled against Yahweh. And with the angels who joined him, he attempted to seize control of the universe. But Yahweh and his loyal angels had no choice but to kick Satan out of heaven. Lucifer became known as Satan who was angry. He was infuriated with Yahweh. And his determination to control the universe has only grown since. But amazingly, he has won the support of many of earth's people in rebellion. Yahweh also asks for people's loyalty and support, but he leaves all free to choose. You have the freedom of choice. I have the freedom of choice. Soon every person on earth will have aligned with either Satan or Yahweh. The final battle between Satan and Yahweh is just ahead and it is described in the book of Revelation. This prophetic book points out that Yahweh has an emblem, a mark that will identify his people. Satan also has an emblem, a mark that will identify those who support him. As usual, Satan will work through an earthly power symbolized in revelation by a beast to impose his mark. This presentation will reveal the beast mark which every lost person of the end of time will receive. Unless you know what this mark is, how will you be able to avoid it? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we look to your word and study this very serious and solemn topic, I pray that your Holy Spirit will draw near. You will send forth your mighty angels to beat back the forces of darkness so that truth may go forth with clarity, with power and conviction, so that at the end of this study, many, Will be able to make a conscious decision to follow you all the way until the end of the world. This is my prayer in your Son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. Now, for us to identify the mark of the beast, let us identify the beast. What does the Bible say in identifying this beast? What are the descriptions? Now, remember in Daniel chapter 7. We were told that it will be a composite of the four beasts in Daniel chapter 7. Now we are studying Revelation chapter 13, but in Daniel chapter 7, we are told that it will be a composite. It will be a makeup of all of the different elements of the beast in Daniel chapter 7. Let's look at them carefully. In Daniel chapter 7, Babylon is referred to as a lion-like beast That's in Daniel chapter 7, verse 4. In Revelation chapter 13, the mouth of a lion, verse 2. And in Daniel chapter 5, Beto-Persia is a bear-like beast. And you will find that in verse 5. Now in Revelation chapter 13, the beast had the feet of a bear, verse 2. In Daniel chapter 7 and verse 6, Greece is the leopard-like beast. But in Revelation chapter 13 verse 2, it is like unto a leopard. Rome is the beast with ten horns in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 7. But in Revelation chapter 13, it says in verse 1, having ten horns. So you see here, scripture complements scripture. Daniel opened the book and he was told to close it at a specific time. And John the Revelator opened the book in Revelation. You see, Daniel is the book of Revelation concealed and Revelation is the book of Daniel revealed. Now the four beasts in Daniel 7 are depicted as part of Antichrist or the beast because the papacy incorporated pagan beliefs and practices from all four empires. She clothed them in the spiritual garb and spread them to the world as Christian teachings. Here is one of many supporting statements from history. In a certain respect, she, the papacy, has copied her organization from that of the Roman Empire, has preserved and made fruitful the philosophical institutions of Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle, borrowed from both barbarians and the Byzantine Roman Empire, but always remained herself thoroughly digesting all elements drawn from external sources. This point fits the papacy accurately. Continuing to identify the beast. The beast must receive its power, seat or capital and authority from the dragon. Revelation 13 verse 2. Now follow me closely as we try to identify the dragon. We will have to go to Revelation chapter 12 where Yahweh's end-time church is pictured as a pure woman. You see, my brother and my sister, prophecy, in prophecy, a pure woman represents Yahweh's true people or church. You will find that in Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 2 and Isaiah 51 and verse 16. In a future presentation, I will look at Revelations chapter 17 and 18 where the fallen churches are symbolized as a fallen mother and her fallen daughters. In other words, the mother church, the whore, and her little prostitute daughters. It's very hard to say, but I've got to say what Yahweh will call them in the scripture as we go along. The pure woman is portrayed as pregnant and about to deliver. The dragon crouches nearby hoping to devour the baby at birth. However, when the baby is born, he evades the dragon, fulfills his mission that his father sent him on, ascended back to heaven. And we know that most likely, obviously, that baby is Yeshua HaMashiach, the son of Yahweh whom Herod tried to destroy. By killing all the babies in Bethlehem. You will read that in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 16. So the dragon represents pagan Rome. Bear that in mind. The dragon represents pagan Rome of which Herod was a king. And we know that the power behind Herod's plot was of course the devil. And you can read that in Revelation chapter 12 verse 7 to 9. Satan acts through various governments to accomplish his ugly work and in this case pagan Rome. And coming down to the end of time, Satan will be working through governments to pass laws to cause you and me to go against our conscience which is to worship an image and to defy the God of heaven. But there are many people like myself and like you who will not bend or who will not bow like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and bow down and worship the false image. Though I will quote just two supportive references from history. Though there are many, one, the Roman church pushed itself into the place of the Roman world empire of which it is the actual continuation. You see, the Pope is Caesar's successor. Number two, the mighty Catholic Church was little more than the Roman Empire baptized. Rome was transformed as well as converted. The very capital of the old empire became the capital of the Christian empire. The office of Pontifex Maximus was continued in that of Pope. So, this point also fits the papacy. She received her capital city and power from pagan Rome. She's just wearing a different suit, but she's the same cloth cut out of the same material. Different suit she's wearing, a different language she's speaking, but she says Rome never changes. Given the opportunity in the future, she will begin to persecute the people just as she did many years ago. We continue with identifying this beast. Remember, you would have already read Revelation chapter 13 and chapter 14. Now, it would receive a deadly wound, and that is in verse 3 of Revelation 13. The deadly wound was inflicted when Napoleon's general, Alexander Berthier, entered Rome and took Pope Pius VI captive in february of 1798 this is pinpoint accuracy the prophecy of yahweh declared that she will rule for 1260 years napoleon decreed that at the death of the pope the papacy would be discontinued the pope died in france in august of 1799 Half of Europe thought that without the Pope, the papacy was dead. So this point also fits the papacy. The deadly wound would be healed and the entire world will give homage to the beast. Revelations 13 verse 3. Since its healing, the strength of the papacy has grown. Today she is one of the most powerful religious political organizations and influence centers in the world. The deadly wound would be healed and the entire world would give homage to the beast. So what are the characteristics again of this beast? It will rise from the sea. It is the composite of the four beasts in Daniel chapter 7. The dragon gives it power and authority. It receives a deadly wound. Its deadly wound is healed. It is a strong political power. It is a strong religious power also. It is guilty of blasphemy and speaking pompous words against the Most High. It wars with and overcomes the saints. It rules for 42 months. It has a mysterious number 666. Now these will sound familiar once again because you had encountered many of them earlier when we studied the Antichrist in Daniel chapter 7. And that was presented in He Who Dares to Oppose Yeshua part 1 and part 2. Prophecies in the book of Daniel and Revelation are often presented multiple times with details added each time to encourage accurate interpretation. So expect to learn some new things about Antichrist from this presentation also. Now let's consider one by one the 11 points that describes the beast. It would rise from the sea. The sea or water in prophecy refers to people or a populated area. See that in Revelation 17 verse 15. So the beast Antichrist would arise amidst the established nations of the then known world. The papacy arose in Western Europe so it fits this point. It would be a composite of the four beasts of Daniel chapter 7. Revelations 13.2 Now let us study the comparison again and see how it fits together. Babylon, it's described as the lion-like beast. This is Daniel chapter 7. Revelations 13, it has the mouth of a lion. Media persia is a bear-like beast. And in Revelation 13, it has the feet of a bear. Greece is the leopard-like beast. And in Revelation 13, it is like unto a leopard. Rome is the ten-horned beast in Daniel chapter 7. And in Revelation 13, it has ten horns. What is Yahweh's mark or symbol of authority? I also gave them my Sabbath to be a sign between me and them, that they might know that I am Yahweh who sanctifies them. Exodus 31 verse 17 says, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days Yahweh made the heavens and the earth. He received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of faith, which he had while still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them. Romans 4.11 In these texts, Yahweh is saying, that he gave us his Sabbaths to be a sign of his power to create and his power to sanctify or to convert and save. In the Bible, the words seal, sign, and mark and token are used interchangeably. Yahweh's sign, the Sabbath, represents his holy power to rule as creator and a savior. Revelation 7 1 3 says, It will be written upon the foreheads or minds as Hebrews ten sixteen says of his people. It will signify that they are owned by him and have his own character. Hebrews 4 4 to 10. Hebrews 4 4 to 10 confirms this by saying that when we enter his rest or receive his salvation, we should keep his seventh day Sabbath holy as a symbol or mark of salvation. True Sabbath keeping signifies that a person has surrendered his life to Yeshua HaMashiach and is willing to follow wherever Yeshua or Jesus leads. Since the symbol or mark of Yahweh's authority and power is his holy Sabbath day, it seems likely that the symbol or mark of Yahweh's challenger, the beast, might also involve a holy day. Let's see if it does. What does the papacy say is her symbol or mark of authority? Now we will look at some sections from A Catholic Catechism. Question. Have you any other way of proving that the church has power to institute festivals or precepts? This is the answer. Had she not such power, she could not have done that in which all modern religionists agree with her. She could not have substituted the observance of Sunday... The first day of the week for the observance of Saturday, the seventh day, a change for which there is no scriptural authority. This is a bold admission by an arrogant institution. The papacy is here saying that it changed Sabbath to Sunday and that virtually all churches accepted the new holy day. Thus, the papacy claims that Sunday, as a holy day, is the mark or symbol of her power and authority. This could not be any clearer, my brothers and my sisters. The special characteristic of the beast and therefore of his image is the breaking of Yahweh's commandments, says Daniel of the Little Horn, the papacy. He shall think to change times and laws, Daniel 7.25. And Paul styled the same power, the man of sin, who was to exalt himself above Yahweh. One prophecy is a complement of the other. Only by changing Yahweh's law could the papacy exalt itself above Yahweh. Whoever should understandably keep the law and thus changed would be given supreme honor to the power by which the change was made. Such an act of obedience to the paper laws would be a mark of allegiance to the Pope in the place of Yahweh. This very presentation that I'm bringing to you, my brothers and my sisters, your salvation, the mark of the beast, the seven last plagues, all hinge upon you accepting this message. I am bringing this message to you unadulterated. I am bringing this message to you from the scripture and from the pages of history to prove what I am saying and the very confessions of the Catholic Church. Those of you out there who are worshiping, on the first day of the week Sunday and is giving homage to it. You are giving homage to the beast, to the image of the beast when it comes forth in full force. You are being warned in love. I pray that you are listening and that you take this message very seriously. The matter of the day of worship is of course only one feature of the universal homage the beast will eventually receive. You can see that in verse 8. What is here envisioned? is a universal movement under the leadership of Satan who is seeking to secure himself the allegiance of the inhabitants of this earth remember he came to Adam and Eve our foreparents, and he caused them to submit out to relinquish stewardship of the earth but when he went to present himself to Yahweh Yahweh said to him did you consider my servant Job Yahweh today is saying do you consider my commandment keeping people that I have all over the world who have not bent their knees to the image. He will succeed in uniting the various religious elements and in securing the loyalty of men to the new organization patterned after the old. See that in verse 14. He is the power behind the beast. It is he, the real Antichrist, who is working to make himself as Yahweh. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 9 and 10. Read it up. Read it up, my brother and my sister. And he had two horns like a lamb. The lamb like horns indicate youth, innocence, and gentleness, fitly representing the character of the United States when presented to the Prophet as coming up in 1798. Among the Christian exiles who first fled to America, and sought asylum from royal oppression and priestly intolerance were many who determined to establish a government upon the broad foundation of civil and religious liberty. Their views found place in the Declaration of Independence, which set forth the great truth that all men are created equal and endowed with the inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and the constitution guarantees to the people the right of self-government, providing that representatives elected by the popular vote shall enact and administer the laws. Freedom of religious faith was also granted, every man being permitted to worship Yahweh according to the dictates of his conscience. Republicanism and Protestantism became the fundamental principles of the nation now called the United States of America but she is going to speak like a dragon and she is going to bring in the Sunday law worship she is the only universal power that has the might and has the armament to force people to worship the beast or be killed only the United States of America these principles are the secret of its power and prosperity the oppressed and downtrodden throughout Christendom have turned to this land with interest and hope. Millions have sought its shores, and the United States has risen to a place among the most powerful nations of the earth. But the beast with lamb like horns spake as a dragon, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. Here is clearly presented a form of government in which the legislative power rests with the people, a most striking evidence that the United States is the nation denoted in prophecy. My brother and my sister, this is Yahweh's word. We will continue with part two. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word made plain. In identifying the beast in Revelation chapter 13 and also in Daniel chapter 7. Father in heaven, your word is clear. Prophecy has been fulfilled with pinpoint accuracy. I pray that you will open the hearts and minds of men and women all over the world and that they would recognize that your word your word of sure prophecy stands the test of time and what you say father in heaven in your scripture has been fulfilled and yet there are some elements of prophecy that is yet supposed to be fulfilled and i pray that many will accept your word father in heaven Before it's too late, before they receive the mark of the beast and the seven last plagues, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will saturate the hearts and minds of men and women, melt the heart of stone to receive your word, I pray. And thank you for this opportunity to present your word to the world. This is my prayer, that many would receive it in your son's name and be saved. This I ask, Father, with thanksgiving. Amen. broadcast has been a blessing to you. You can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at VI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1284-547-4601. If you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Jahwe bless you we